So here's a question. You're going on a road trip. Do you like the idea of being on your own or having company? Yes, if you're an introvert, you might think, no, please leave me alone. But actually, what happens when you break down? What happens when you need someone to do a bit of map reading? It's an analogy that my guest uses and it really works. So listen out for it. I will also tell you that he uses a Top Gun quote and refers to Mr. Beast, the YouTuber, because Alan, my guest, is a mine of information and a brilliant storyteller. This is Self Belief Unsquashed. I'm your host, Tricia Lewis. Welcome to an episode which will feed your growth with my guest, Alan Braithwaite. Alan Braithwaite is the co-founder of Yellow Tuxedo. They help businesses to grow visibility online. Uh, the other co-founder, of course, is his wife, Emily, who I interviewed a couple of episodes ago. Go check that out. But he also, along with Emily, runs this amazing community called the Digital Circus. And it's that community thing that is so relevant to this episode. So, Listen up, because Alan has a wonderful way of giving value, insights, motivation with humour and storytelling. And he shares a really interesting unsquashing story of his own. So, Alan, um, the listeners don't know, we may put some outtakes in this episode, but we've just been having a hilarious conversation and also very educational within the space of two minutes. And that's the kind of value that you are, Alan. So thank you for being my guest today. Ah, oh, always a pleasure. But do you know what, Tricia? I think it's important. So I, I was talking about this the other day on LinkedIn. I'm going off on one. Is that OK? Are we, can we just go, right? Just do so, it. Um, and I used to work for Best Buy. So long story short, Best Buy came over to the UK and uh, they opened up some branches. It was actually a bit of an inside deal with the founder of Carphone Warehouse, but I don't think we're going to talk about that sort of stuff in public. Um, and they had a value, which was have fun whilst being the best. And it's literally sat with me. You know, you know, those moments, those subconscious conscious moments where you go, oh, it is OK to have fun whilst being the best. You know, that is a, you're allowed to have fun whilst being professional and running your own business i'm doing bunny ears which i'm regretting already and and you know it's and that's why it sits me i want to have fun i'm gonna die one day and if i'm not having fun i'm just not interested but i also want to be the best i want to help people i want to see people achieve what they're trying to achieve and and all these other things and they go hand in hand for me um yeah and best buy was that moment quite happy love- crediting them you see already a story and um that's again another thing you're brilliant at um now obviously listeners need to go and check out the interview i did with emily who is your wife and um i've split you up and i think that's genius um because you are obviously as one part of this fabulous yellow tuxedo thing and digital circus community but this conversation it needs to be about something that I just think will really be very insightful to people um, who might be already doing this, but not, might not realise the power of what they're doing or the, or, or might not be quite valuing themselves in this picture as much as they should. So what the hell are we talking about? We're talking about team. And this was the word that Alan has gone 
geeky over by looking it up and really figuring out what it means. So we can talk about community. We can talk about all these power of helping other people. But this is about being part of a team working together to a common goal. And the reason we're talking about this in a podcast called Self-Belief Unsquashed is that there is a huge amount of personal growth stuff that happens when you are part of the right kind of team. Now, obviously, I put right kind of because there are teams and there are teams. But before we enter into unwrapping that, can I ask you, please, Alan, to share some kind of squashing stroke unsquashing story of your own? Uh, yeah. So uh, to be honest, this is not the most clear story. This is, I feel this is more an abridged overview of my younger self. Okay. So when I was, I haven't always been this gregarious, confident, outgoing, and, and actually as a kind of feeler and feeder into this kind of story, when in the early days of the business, if there was a networking meeting, I'd send Emily. I couldn't do it. I had no, I didn't want to go. I couldn't do it. They scared me um i scared i'm trying to make sure anxiety and anxiousness is probably better words actually and than scared and and i would I, i'd go emily I'm, I'm not going you're gonna have to go and you know because we were working in a team that word again she was like okay okay i'll, I'll go you know and 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 it was okay because i'd be clearly doing something else but i don't know where that came from but when i go back and start thinking about these things i was the main part in a play at junior school i was who who came down at christmas i was the main part in year it was i went to school in the changeover so i went one two three nine ten or yeah one two three nine ten something like that so in year one of secondary school i was ernie in his incredible hallucinations and you would think great right like confident chat quite happy being on stage no adolescence uh, adolescence kicks in teenage years kicks in puberty uh social trying to work out social circles not quite being confident what's going on and all of a sudden i feel i'm in my mid-20s possibly late 20s and i'm still trying to work this out right and 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 this, and i'm quite down on the kind of forced pressures of the education system because i feel it took me a good decade to undo everything that happened and i see that as lost time i i'm actually quite upset about it like this is as upset as i get right i'm quite upset about this um and and it's not like i sat there rocking in a corner for 10 years or anything like that but i definitely wasn't this version of Alan that I'm quite happy being um, and for 10 years it was a little bit more kind of insular um, and I mean I was still fun and funny you know, you know that thing like you know when someone says they were fine tomorrow and unfortunately they, they they're depressed the next day you know it's like it doesn't mean you're not like that outwardly and and I had to unpick all this stuff um, and then I got um, there's a kind of another part to this I remember being I was employed not remember I was employed I was working for Carfer 
Telephone Warehouse. And look, I, I'm going to say this. I don't think I've ever said this in public. I, he's unlikely to listen. But interestingly, he lives on the same road as me, right? This is complete chance, okay? And there was a territory manager, and I was a kind of area manager, and not under him, a kind of separate part. And whenever I went to his meetings, I used to have to ring up my friends, ring up my mum, ring up Emily, go, look, I'm going into this meeting. I, I just can't, I can't deal with him. I can't deal with his team. And, and, and like when I look back, it was my own version of mental health stuff, um, you know, anxiety and all, all of this. And, and I was in my early 30s at this point. So really, the, arguably, it took more than a decade to kind of undo what I feel happened when I was in my latter kind of secondary um, school years at uh, uh, school. And, and, and I don't know why that happens, you know, an element of, like I say, puberty, adolescence, social situations. I still, I'm still not the best in, in kind of cold social situations. Like the worst one for me as a parent is if I'm in the park, right? And there's a bit of kind of angst between our kids and another kid. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. It's like, kids, should we go home? Let's just go home. You know, I am that person. So there are still elements that I'm not totally a kind of on board with. But what I have done is worked out what I do like, what I do enjoy doing, what makes me happy, what fills my cup. And it's this stuff that does that. You know, back then I wanted to be a Radio 1 DJ um, and actually applied to be a Radio 1 DJ once and a Radio Solent DJ. Didn't get it, obviously. Um, but then I'm inspired by the time we live in where we can do this, Tricia. We can be DJs. We don't need to have BBC written behind us. Yes, that would be cool, let's be honest. But we can live out those dreams and fantasies and we don't need permission to do it. So it, it's just, I still get a bit easier Eaten up that I I don't want to say I lost a decade of my life, but I do feel that if I'd have fast-tracked the bit of time, and actually I feel I'm more suited to this internet age than the pre-internet age, um, it, I feel I don't want to say I feel my life would be further along because that's not fair because I have an amazing life that I'm very grateful for. Um, but you know what I mean? I think things could have been in a different thing. Um, so yeah, is is that an unsquashing story? I, th I yeah. feel it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there would be loads of people resonating and I was very interested to to see your um your little emotional trigger because these are things that i think um we should all be aware of because i had a this is such a coincidence but i had a very similar situation literally yesterday yeah. something happened and it triggered something in me which literally led to this kind of cascade of emotion to do with something very similar to what you've just said a sort of sense of that was a wasted thing. That was, why didn't anyone take me seriously? It was, it was mm. a, um, oh, it was just, uh, listeners, look out for your triggers. That's what I'm saying, because yeah. we, you, you will have them and they will, they will sort of, it's almost like going time traveling suddenly back to this moment. And you think, why, why didn't you get me then? Why, why, why did I do, you know, and there's the squashing and you're right. School can often be part of that, but you know, times have changed and I hope that that's got better, but we all, we all have to find those things that make us come alive a bit and without yeah. sounding corny. And that's exactly what you said. That's the unsquashing part of it. 
Yeah, and, and, and exactly that. And and I still, and Emily and I talk about this a lot, and I know Emily would have mentioned this when she was chatting with you, or she did mention it when she was chatting with you. I still get nervous when I'm public speaking, and I still get quite angsty. Like, even if I'm hosting a webinar for Yellow Tuxedo, come and find out more about it, I still get a bit nervous. And this is bread and butter stuff, right? But I'm nervous because I want it to go well. But what I've done to deal with it, two things is, A, I go, Alan, you blimmin' love this. Why are you not? This is literally like the biggest pouring in your cup, doing some kind of public speaking, et cetera. And the second one I do is I go, have I remembered everything? Have I? And, and I've called it doing a Top Gun, right? If you've seen Top Gun Maverick, Top Gun 2, one of the best films of the past decade, fact, everyone else who says anything different is wrong right and um one of the things they talk about in it is don't think just do right and i'm like and that's now what i'm like at pub. if i'm delivering a topic that i know nine times out of ten i am 99 9.9 .9 times out of ten i am then why am i overthinking this why am i worrying why am i why am i worrying i'm going to forget my words because even if i forget my bullet points it's on a topic i know i can talk about it till the cows come home right so it's like i love it don't think, just do. And and I, I feel, and I've got feedback, like this is not, I feel I'm amazing, you know, but I've had some feedback that's been very, quite complimentary and I'm quite happy with what I'm doing. So yeah, that, it's having these little things to kind of cope, these little coping mechanisms, this little chat with yourself, whatever you want to call it, however you choose to get past it is entirely up to you, but you've got to do something. The, the chat with yourself, oh my gosh, this is so... Yes. I I think I recently did some video or something about this alter ego. So, you know, I, I use the kind of detective um, uh, metaphor, you know, become the detective. So yeah. you are looking at yourself and that wonderful. And I do it a lot with my new hobby, which is climbing, because, you know, you're having to get over so many blinking fears and, and self-doubt spirals that you know just because you do rubbish one day on one tiny move all of a sudden you're useless I don't know why I'm ever doing this I'll never be any good at it etc and we do this to ourselves all the time so take a step out give yourself your little mantras like you've just said have your little mantras uh I, I don't think just do I love because the same the main reason that people like us and I suspect most people listening to this get into this state of oh I'm not looking forward to this I, I wish I wish I hadn't said I wish I hadn't committed to do this thing is that we are worried about letting people down we are that that is it's not because we're worried about how we come across as amazing human beings it's because we just want to give good value and yeah. In our world, good value is way over the top from probably what it needs to be. And if anything, we might be guilty of overgiving and slightly overwhelming the people we're trying to help. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, where's the where's the line, Trisha? Right. So I, I totally agree with everything you said. So I was involved in a bit of a Twitter conversation. Um, I'm trying to decide whether to mention names. It doesn't really. It's in the public domain. Who cares? Right. So I was chatting with Trevor Young, someone else who I didn't know who they were about MailerLite. MailerLite have upgraded their system and everyone needs to migrate. And it's to be honest, let's be honest, it's a right faff. But what I found interesting was people were giving MailerLite a 
absolute hard time, right, about this. They were going, this is ridiculous. And I went to a migration webinar they were hosting. And the comments I had never seen in all my years of internet usage, such a consistent a level of abuse aimed directly at MailerLite for this. And I, I've done some work at MailerLite, so I emailed one of the people going, Oh my goodness. And she replied with, I know we've got like flak jackets and tin hats on. This is unbelievable, right? Um, but what my point is, and the kind of what you're saying in this small business world, we massively over, over kind of give it, I can't think of the right word now. Where's the line that then we stop perhaps giving it as much and people start giving us abuse rather than go being a bit more compassionate? Is there a line? Is the line millions, if you know what I mean? I I, I don't know what the line is. The line when it becomes a faceless brand. I I I just wonder as a side thought if that's okay. Isn't it difficult? Isn't it difficult? I think for the big companies, I because yes, I I was using MailerLite and I did struggle and it, I, and in fact I'm not using it anymore. But that's another story. I'm not. I'm just sort of. Not using anything, Trisha. But Trisha, you know I'm Light's biggest fan. I know. <laughs> Sorry, it's not. No, it it could happen with any uh, one <laughs> of these. It could. It it really no, could. It could. It's just change, you know. And change is is always hellishly difficult to manage. And I think it, it's like keeping it simple, isn't it? And it's, it's so difficult. So for us, as you know, for for. Somebody trying to give value just, you know, one on one or whatever. It's I think it is amazingly weird how much we 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 just want to put too much into the pot. I mean, I've tried to learn this over the course of six years because I used to get really anxious before giving one to one coaching. And I'd have loads of notes. And the same applied in a lot of things I've done in like, you know, and I've had loads of notes and I've got, gone and researched this and I've got books on my desk and I've double checked this and I've, done, you know, and then you start trying to just work with this person. And of course, the whole point is that they're going to give you a load that you then work with. And if you've actually over it's a bit like when I first started doing reminiscence with people with dementia, which is something I sort of did for about 10 years and did quite a lot of training in. But when I first started doing it, I was really nervous because it sort of came on the back of me being an entertainer and an actor and a singer doing reminiscence. And now all of a sudden I was going to do it even more, you know, um, using objects and smells and sounds and all the rest of it with people with a dementia. So it's quite a big challenge. And I was preparing and I had all these themes and I had everything, I had files of music and playlists. And of course, when that met reality, as in people just being people there and then, it, I realized after a couple of sessions of doing this, you know, stop, stop over preparing, stop it. The magic will actually happen. And as you said, if you know that it's a thing that you can do, that you have some ability in doing, and you have to remind yourself that all the time, hang on a minute, this is a thing that I can do. Yeah, right. And you are, you know, really motivated to do it. And you know, you just go for it. Like you said, just don't 
Just do it. <laughs> do a Top Gun. Do a Top Gun on it. It's time to pull a Top Gun. Our listeners, if nothing else, take away the Top Gun mantra from this. Right. Let's get down to business with team. Right. So what we don't want anybody now um, thinking is that we're about to do some corporate. Oh, thing. yeah. <laughs> I didn't T even think stands about that. For E and the yeah. A stands for and the M. And yes, folks. Um, no, it's not that at all. We're just good old fashioned working together. And tell me what you think that means. And can you give me, because I know you've got a lovely, rich little world that not everyone will know about. Can you give me example? Yeah, of course. I, I feel like I've got to tear it up a bit. I've got to set it up. So I I feel going back into this world, you've basically correctly just said we massively over add value all day, every day as small business owners. A lot of the kind of noise over the years has talked about, you know, teamwork makes the dream work and, you know, one team, one dream. And you go, oh, these are fab, fab cliches. But as a good friend, Al Fawcett Infinite Pie says, it's only a cliche if it's not true and you're not doing it. So then you kind of, you know, for, for those who are wondering, I am what I like to call an overthinker. But what I now do as a kind of I go running and that's my overthinking time. So I let my head go wherever it wants. And I absolutely love that time. Um, and I somehow, perhaps in this world of solopreneurs we live in, that team thought process isn't there as much. It's perhaps more of a corporate thing when you are in a team. And what we've done in this kind of small business solopreneur freelancery world is we now talk about audiences and communities and all these other. We're, we're in a world where nothing's wrong. Let's be brutally honest here. Nothing's wrong. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's 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 bring teams back, not Microsoft Teams or no analogy for team, but literal the principle of working together. And as I was saying to you earlier, Tricia, I had to go and define, I had to check the definition of what team meant. And it's a group of people working together towards a common goal. So then I wanted to establish exactly what a common goal was, and it's working to achieve something that's the same for everyone or similar for everyone. So when we are in these communities, aren't we actually part of a team working together to achieve something, to achieve our common goals? You know, as we like to talk about regular people achieving remarkable things. Um, so why can't that be a common remarkable thing? And it is the growth of our businesses. Uh, yes, we may be coming at it from a separate point of view. Now, the reason I started thinking about teamwork a bit more and teams and everything else is because I think this is what you're alluding to. I've been involved in scouting since the age of six. I was the second beaver ever in 1984 to be invested in Andover District. And I went through Beavers Cub Scouts, um, then Venture Scouts. Then once again, I was involved in a changeover on one of those generations. Um, so I left Venture Scouts, but then networks got created, which so French Scouts finished at 20, but the network came in, which was 18 to 24 or five, if I vaguely remember. And so then I went back into networks as a leader and then stayed as a leader, then left and then became Scout Active Support for many, many years, running expeditions around the world for a group called Hampshire Scout Expeditions. And recently have gone back into what we call district scouting as a scout leader. So like literally September 2023. And... Um, 
because the kids are in the local scout group and, you know, want to be involved in the team again. or want to be involved in developing young people, want to give back some of the amazing stuff I've had, amazing experiences over the years and kind of talking to some of the parents on why I'm a leader and justifying why I'm a leader. And my back catalog was like, oh, wow, that's not bad, actually. It's not bad, you know. So actually lesson there, once in a while, stop and reflect on what you have done. It's it's usually pretty good. And But the bit I'm absolutely currently fascinated about is this literal teamwork and leadership that is smashed into you in a good way from the age of six, right? So there's none of this, you go through school and you get a, go to college and you get a job and then they teach you to be a, a team player, et cetera, or you may be, or you may have been involved in sports or anything else. The, 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 the leadership kind of thought process and the teamwork starts from the age of six at Beavers and actually squirrels now exist from four. So it probably starts at four and it's this subconscious, almost passive learning about how it works, why it works. Now there is some development development in there as well but really it just sits there underpinning everything you do you know so in scouts you work as a patrol there's a patrol leader an assistant patrol leader and then the members of the patrol as well as the scout leader there's a senior patrol leader so the uh, a, a scout who's close to leaving at 14 and a half would become a senior patrol leader and this is the same in carbs there's um sixes and seconders and beavers is a little bit not as much like that but they still work together in a colony and and uh, then beavers is a beaver pack and scouts is a scout group. I had to think about that. I am a bit rusty. But it's this almost passive learning on this is a great way to achieve stuff. So therefore, let's look at the achieving thing, right? So what are we achieving? Because ultimately, we're spending two hours a week at scouts. So what are we achieving? We're achieving unbelievable, mind-blowing stuff that we don't even realize we're doing. And that comes down to a scout group going away camping at the age of 14, going on a night hike, going orienteering, being able to light a fire, being able to manage an emergency situation, being able to navigate, you know, through a forest and un understand what the stars are saying, you know, being able to put two bits of wood together with some rope and create a pioneering project all the way up to, I was massively fortunate enough to be involved in the scout group. I said Hampshire Scout Expeditions, who have summited Everest, who have put a scout on the South Pole, who have summited Kilimanjaro, have run community projects around the world, have been uh, run across a desert. So I run across a desert a few years back, with a decade back now, time flies. And that was part of the scouts, as well as taking young people to the Lake District, to the Brecon Beacons, to Dartmoor, to the South Downs, to the New Forest, running training weekends and this just happens trisha stuff people pay tens of thousands for in a corporate environment to go team building happens from the age of six in a volunteer organization but you're spat out in a good way again you know the other end into the real world and you go what I've got to take a weekend away from the kids because I've got to go with British gas, go and like live in the new farm. Yeah, no worries. Fine. And what I'm also fascinated by, and this is more about my time employed, is these members of the Scouting Association who have gone through it. And I've got a story about this in a minute that Emily may have told, actually, um, stick out. 
you can tell them from a mile away because of the leadership, the teamwork, the life skills, the ability to do, the ability to endure. You know, they've 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 camped in the rain multiple times. They've got up with their gloves are frozen and their boots are frozen at the age of 10 because their scout leader wanted to go camping in the winter. They've done winter camps in the mud. You know, they 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 have this ability to do all of these things. And then they go into the 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 working environment with i'm gonna massively overgeneralize and say normos all right for the sake of this um and so therefore they excel right and you know if we look at examples i'm trying why can't i think of any famous scouts right now tim peak the astronaut was a scout you know bear grills who's currently the chief scout um i believe he went through scouts i'd actually have to double check that one i know he's the chief scout and he's a fantastic ambassador for adventure and fun but i'd have to clarify that and and th th this it's unbelievable this kind of foundate foundations that's a buzzword for us at the moment at yellow tuxedo these foundations that are in implemented from a young age without even realizing it. And I think that's the part you don't even know you're doing it because you're so young and you're just having fun because fun is the number one value. Again, back to fun whilst being the best in Scouts, it's about fun, safety and adventure. Um, and all of a sudden you're an adult with all of these skills that you don't really remember learning them. They're just built into you. So it, it's unbelievable scouting. Right. Now, this is rich stuff. Uh, it is also taking me back to um, trying to eat sausages before they were cooked. Uh, they were burnt on the outside and raw in the middle at, you know, sausage sizzle events as a brownie and guide as I was in my youth. But that was like back in... Victorian days so it's all changed since then but you haven't can I just establish for our listeners um some gender thing here is is yeah. scouts now is that completely uh boys and young men and is no no so scouts uh, yeah I, it's 2023 I believe anyone who identifies whatever they may choose to identify Anything. as is allowed into uh scouting anybody Guides is different. Guides is still girls only, actually. Um, and if I'm wrong, apologies. But as I believe it, as I'm sitting here right now, um, someone was telling me why recently. They actually had a conversation back in the day and uh, guides and scouts got together, had a conversation and agreed that scouts would be the one that they opened to everyone and guides would remain um, female only. But um, okay. I can't no, remember that, the exact reason why. Yeah, because I, I realised I was probably a bit out of the loop there. No, that that's great because obviously... Because obviously teams, um, I I would, we you know need a mixture of people. <laughs> of, it, they're know. the best teams, aren't they? You yeah. know, when when you have people, and when I um, look back at some of the stuff we did with scouts, uh, I did with scouts personally. You know, you've got me who I guess technically kind of IT sales and training is my kind of background. Um, then you've got you know mechanical engineers. That you've got a ridiculous amount of nine 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 staff and special forces. Not just sorry, armed forces and special forces. Like unbelievable amount. You've got um. And, and but they and coming together to achieve stuff and and this is the bit like as you say you've got a team of people and you want different people to come together and and all walks of life and all of that and that's when you you have an opportunity to excel. So 
one of the things about a group of people working towards common goal, a team is, and and so you've you've got a community. Let's just use that word. I mean, you know, digital. Yeah, nothing's is, wrong. Nothing. No, wrong. nothing's wrong. I mean, you know, it's a, a, a group of people working towards common goal. There we go. Um, and the to me, one of the big things, and this is something which was so bad. In fact, I have recently done something on this about schools. Back in the day, you were afraid to make mistakes. So you didn't put your hand up. You didn't want to look stupid. You didn't want to get it wrong, et cetera, et cetera. So to me, one of the big musts of a good working team is the fact that we're all able to ask whatever the heck we want. There is no sense of judgment. And because we've all got these different experiences and perspectives and ways of thinking and the ways our brains work and all the rest of it, we have that wonderful gift of being able to chuck stuff out there and have stuff come back from all these different perspectives. Yeah. Exactly, Tricia. And, and, and I think that's okay. It is a safe environment. And the other bit I was thinking about as you were saying that is the there's there's a bit of a narrative in the past few years about flat hierarchies, about we're, we're all together. Actually, a team has a leader. Right. A team has a leader and an assistant leader. So if we if we and look, like I said, I've said this about five times, this ultimately this is semantics. Right. You know, it's it's all OK. But if we look at the lead, right, if we look outside of a team for a moment, you may want a mentor. Right. You may want a coach. What is that mentor or coach to you? They're your own little team leader giving you some skills, saying it's okay to fail, saying it's okay to do these, giving you some skills for your business life skills. So if you're part of a team, that leader already exists. Now, the, in, an interesting thing, there might be a kind of accepted, I'm not very good at politics, so I'm going to use some words that may not be right. There might al almost be this accepted dictatorship. So in one of the groups I was involved in, right, there was a guy, it was a, it's my way or the highway, but we all trusted in where he was taking us, what he was doing. So no one had a problem with it because we could see the fantastic stuff coming from it, right? Whereas if you took that outside and put that in the normal world, this instance, he would be, I don't know, done for being whatever, whatever, whatever. He didn't do anything wrong, right? You know, it's just kind of, I'm, I'm trying to be, a, I'm being a bit vague and I don't need to be a bit vague. But the way that was working may not actually have worked in a corporate environment. But in this instance, because we're choosing, and choice is a lot about this. In scouting, you're choosing to be there. You're not being forced to be there because it's your job or you've got a bit of choice i guess ultimately but realistically most people um are there because they want the money we're in scouting we're choosing to be there so the mentality is very different from the outset and and that kind of leader role is usually someone who's achieved something and you therefore are learning from them and following along with them and getting the skills to then become leader when they decide to go and do something else you know and 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 i, I just find all this really interesting in a kind of yeah, I, I it is it is fascinating. Um, don't worry, listeners. We won't. We, this podcast episode is not going to be five hours. Um, but you, could you never be. know. Could be. Um, yeah. Well, it could be. But you, can, we'll just fade it out in the edit. Um, and we're just Alan and I were just going and talking for the next week. So, um, <laughs> but I, as a as an actor who started, you know, off um doing. Well, from from doing am amateur dramatics all the way through to uh, one woman shows and fringe theatre and all the rest of it, that, that what you have is a director, um, mm. and so 
you and you need and, and you need that director um and that you know but the thing is yeah because you need but you need the environment that has a, a leader if you like to a certain extent that director who's kind of managing everything and sort of herding everybody and and getting the best out of uh, out of everybody and everybody as a team if if it's a cast but you but you need to really and you need to respect that person and you need to be there kind of uh, willingly and with a growth mindset wanting to learn, which is like extremely important in, in all of this. Um, so you're not cut off to uh, supportive criticism, you know, um, because that to me, I love it. I, lo I love working with a good director um, because you want you you you're begging for that criticism that it would be it would be so dull if you did an entire production and everyone said well that's so good Trisha. oh you do do that very well Trisha. oh well done no excellent because that's how we get better isn't it <laughs> if no one tells you how do you get better i don't actually want to be told i'm brilliant i want to be told alan have you thought about doing this next time exactly. you know so so for our listeners who might be thinking, well, how, wh where do I go with this? Um, this all sounds great, but I'm not, I, I can't be a member of the Scouts and I'm not into acting and whatever other things we've, we've mentioned. I'm not, um, where, where in their lives can they, because I'm taking away this idea of choice, fun, learning, together supporting common goals um doing it almost like achieving all this stuff without even realizing that's what you're doing to a certain extent so what, what how do you think people so give, give us a sort of practical thing for people to think about if they feel that this might be something that's potentially missing in their world well, ultimately, I think it is that choice part. So as a, as a, as again, as a kind of side into, I'm massive on discipline and I'm not talking about, you know, caning discipline. I'm talking about stop fluffing around and get on with it, you know? So, and, and actually I've changed my tune a bit on this in the past kind of six months. So I used to be a very much, a, if you're going in the right direction, that's okay. But now I'm a, no, no, no. You need to be choosing where you're going, right? You have to be choosing where you're going. And that could be, and if we're aiming this at the kind of world we live in, Trisha, that could be, I want X clients, I want X growth or, you know, and it could be nice and simple, or simple always, you know, what never overcomplicate it. But when you drive off the driveway, you have to know where you're going, right? But when you're in that car driving into your goal, to your end point, there's a few things that are going to make it better and can happen. One is you can change that end goal at any point. You can take whatever route you want to get to that end point. You can take the motorways, you can take the country lanes. It's entirely up to you. But let's all be brutally honest. A road trip is boring by yourself. It's going to be much better with people in your car. I've only just thought of this. This is not rehearsed, right? Yeah, that road trip is going to be much better with people in your car with you, singing songs, sharing snacks, and eating up the miles of motorway and journey without even realizing it. 
And, so and potentially telling you when you've taken the wrong turning because they've got the map open. Yeah. Ex oh, my God. It's the analogy that just keeps on giving, isn't it? Anyone else? What else have we missed out on this analogy? So let, let's break that down. What's that mean, right? Because we live in a world of a lot of people working by themselves. So I'm, I'm very fortunate. There's two of us. And I've got my amazing wife, Emily, and I. She, we met in Scouts. There's a story there for another time because uh, it involves me falling off a bar like, um, uh, like Only Fools and Horses. And and um, for those who know it, um, but be, basically you've got to find that group, right? Whether you want to join a community or a team like, you know, the our, the digital circus or any of the other brilliant, amazing ones out there, because they are, are all amazing, right? And there's nothing overly bad in our world. Um, or you want to create your own group with peers around you and have your own little foursome in your own little car, you know, understanding where you're all going and why you're on this journey together. But find that group, you know, find those people who you chat to once a month and you you have a four way on a Zoom or whatever it is, or you're in an actual working community getting skills and learning. And um, Mr. Beast, like the currently the biggest YouTuber in the world, he shared a lot of his learnings. And he said in the early days, um, there was he, he had a group of YouTubers all trying to achieve what they were trying to achieve, common goal, and they would share all their learnings. Right. So hold on. You've got a group of people sharing their learnings, trying to achieve something. You've got a team, common goal. And what did he go and achieve? He achieved becoming the biggest YouTuber in the world. Um, yeah. Right. If there's not a power of the team. And but this is this. The problem is this team thing, this leadership thing. Like over here, you have this flat hierarchy narrative. That ultimately, we'll always have a team leader right, or a boss. And over here, you've got people achieving fantastic, unbelievable things with a clearly defined leader. Right. So. Yeah. You know, I know that I wasn't me trying to beatbox or anything. There, I just happened to make some noises. But I, I, I just think I'm going to sit in this team leader part. And and Emily and I beat ourselves up over how do we make the digital circus flat hierarchy? How do we do this? But da, 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 da. it's like, do you know what? And I think the problem is, Tricia, we've been talking about scouts. The the sol our solution was staring us in the face. We've built teams since we were six years old without even knowing we were doing it. It's a team. It's a team. We got common goals. We're achieving stuff, and 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 that's 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 it for me. So find your find, what what do we say? Find your tribe. Find your group. You know, whatever you want to call it. Find that group of people. Share yeah. stuff. Share learnings. Why not have a leader? Because fundamentally, if you let's say four four group people get together, right? And they go, I fancy this little kind of mastermind group. Let's get together and let's speak once a month and everything else. If you don't have a leader, you're going to have a constant conversation around, are we doing it this month? Who's setting it up on Zoom? Should we do this? Who, are we taking notes? Do you think we should take notes? So do you know what? Do pull a top gun. Don't think, just do. And go, tell you what, guys, fancy being a part of a mastermind type thing. Would you like to be in it with me? Our little group, we're going to meet regularly. I'll schedule the Zooms so it's in our diary. And what we can do, we can do this and keep some notes and keep a track on what we're all yeah. learning and achieving our goals. No. If that's leadership, that's leadership in this instance. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have gone to any of those amdram groups as a kid and growing up if somebody hadn't set them up in the first place and had organized the venues to do the rehearsals and and to do you know the marketing for the shows etc i wouldn't have been um part of 
you know, this climbing community that I'm now a part of, if somebody hadn't figured out how to make really good indoor climbing walls yeah. and, and, and build them into a community. Because it's another example. People go there, they can go there on their own, but they can gather around what's called the auto belay devices, which means you don't have to have a belayer, so you can do it on your own. But then they talk, you can see people talk together. Did you just try? Yeah, I got stuck on that bit up there. You are working towards a common goal. So I think I'm going to sort of bust the myth, if you like. Um, I'm going to take this over, Alan, in a way, but you can add one if you want. I won't give you permission. <laughs> um, but I'm just going to bust one myth, which is it's, if you are a quieter person who maybe identifies as sort of introvert, and that's a, you know, we could go into a whole conversation about that, but you're thinking, oh, but I don't want to be all going out with lots of people in groups and meeting together at a thing and all sorts of lots of chit chat. You know, it can happen in incredibly small ways. And that example I've just given, you go to a climbing wall on your own, but slowly, bit by bit, you say hello to someone, they say hello back, and then you're, working towards a common goal so you look up at this route and you think that move you did just yeah I'm going to try that and all of a sudden you are part of a community and it's quiet you know it's a quiet person's community in many ways it's it's a thinking person's community or whatever you want to say but there are all sorts of different vibes going on and you 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 find that you know you find that but you won't find it if you keep overthinking and don't just do so we're back to that one again so yeah you want time. to bust any myths um I, I this discipline thing sitting massively with me at the moment um someone put a post um jude why can't i think of jude's surname can't think of jude ready steady websites she put a post on about early 2024 motivation and you i'm i'm, I'm in a very specific place mentally at the moment and, and and i'm enjoying being here and i'm like nah discipline just get on with it and she's like oh no fluff there alan i'm like no if you have a clear goal of what you're trying to achieve however small and simple it is is irrelevant um therefore is what you're doing going to help you achieve that goal? Yes. If you did a little bit more of that, would it help you achieve your goal? Yes. So regardless of what label you, you have, you're, you know, on the kind of introvert, extrovert and everything else, there are all these things we may need to do to be able to achieve something. And to achieve something you've never achieved before, you may need to do something you've never done before. You know, you may need to put your head above the parapet. And that's really important because I understand that I sit here and I present this big bloke in yellow going, way, let's make some noise. But the reality is in what we do in Yellow Tuxedo, it's massively underpinned by this kind of black and white structure and strategy and detail, but then allows us to do this. So I, I'm look, Trisha, I'm only ever repeating things you say in my voice, right? But I massively agree with you. You just got to, you got to, don't think, just do. Let's be honest. Yeah, blimmin' Top Gun, blimmin' Maverick. Uh, top Gun. I mean, that's where the I'm just going to call this episode Top Gun. Um, Why not? That one, that'll intrigue. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hook, everybody. Um, thank you so much, and I love uh, uh, on video. If you're seeing this, you were just seeing Alan uh, sipping from his pineapple mug thing, um, which uh, you know, I yes, I mean it's there. If you're not on video, I just go over to YouTube now. Um, yeah it's visual um yeah, makes me smile yeah it makes you smile oh, that that is it literally now trying to put a zip across my own mouth let alone yours because we could go on um and 
we're both part of, you know, there's your fabulous community. We both met through another fabulous community. And yes, there's totally structure in these communities, but at no point have I, you know, felt anything other than a sense of, yeah, that's all. Enablement. Yeah, enablement. Is that, is that I couldn't think of, that feels very buzzwordy for our yeah. conversation, yeah. actually. But, you know, isn't that a good yeah. team, a good community? Is that yeah. you'll be enabled to share and join in and everything else. Yeah, and just, like a, just like a good uh, partnership. Thank you so much, Alan. Thank you for having me. I love it, Thank as you always. For listening. Please share this and go and pop some stars somewhere on your pod platform. Really, this podcast is all about helping you spot and stop all the ways in which you might be self-squashing so that you end up as your unsquashed self with a bit more jig in your life, joy, impact and growth. If you want to know more about all this self-squashing and unsquashing stuff, head over to trishalewis.com where you'll also find links to my book, The Mystery of the Squash Self and my TEDx talk, Beware the Self-Squashing Prophecy. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes. Stay curious and unsquashed.